I V M. Hello and welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. I am Ashton Doctor, your Habit Coach. And today we're going to be talking about how to stay consistent. What are interesting habits that we can create for our fitness journey? And I have a friend of mine, Devrath Vijay, and we're going to deep dive into the different habits that he's created for his life and his clients. Because I have seen Dev being so consistent in his fitness and his body changing, the way that he moves, completely changing over the years. And I've always been curious about how he's managed to consider or be consistent in this journey. Ninja Dev, Ninja D, as I like to call you. Welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. Thank you. Ninja D sounds good. Ninja D, I'm telling you that's the the next level. Ninja Dev, Ninja D. So, Devrat, how have you managed to be so consistent over the years in, you know, the way that you've been showing up for your fitness, for the way that you prioritized your health and changed over the years? Um, I think it's mainly because I've really, really just enjoyed it. I don't remember going through the, I actually never, I don't remember going to the gym ever thinking, oh my God, I have to do a workout today. I don't think I've ever felt that. Dude, that so is amazing. Always, that, that mindset of, yeah. I'm excited to go to the gym. <laughs> yeah. And it's also maybe because I'm not very always fixed about, okay, this is exactly what I'm going to do today. Like if I'm going to the gym, let's say I don't feel like lifting weights today and I'm not motivated enough to lift weights, I would still go and maybe do some flow work or maybe I would go do and do some uh, stretching. So I think like I've somehow wired my brain to say that okay i'm going to get some amount of activity and movement six days a week what kind of movement sometimes it of course depends on uh, the program that i'm following so if i've kind of set myself and say okay i am going to do three days of lifting two days of mobility etc etc then i'm going to stick to that but if i don't have a plan in place i will still show up at the gym and sometimes it might not just be to train as well like i would just go there maybe you know talk to some of my trainers kind of get a get a general sense of the vibe. Uh, maybe do some stretching, easy stretches, maybe just for like 20 minutes and then go back home. But the fact that I have made up my mind to actually show up every single time, I think is the is the key factor there. Because if I say, okay, I'm not feeling it today and I don't go to that gym today, I might feel the same way tomorrow and I might not go again. And uh, one of the things that I, you know, I don't remember where I heard it, but what really works is it's okay to miss one day, but don't make that two days. You probably heard it in the Habit Coach podcast because that's what we say. Never miss two days in a row. Because the thing is, and exactly what you said, when you start missing something and then you make it a, you know, the next day as well, you missed it and and you missed it after that, you've made missing the new habit. Yeah. Right. It is not what yeah, you wanted to consider. Yeah, yeah, it's a new pattern, it's a new habit, and that's how you're wiring yeah. your brain for it. Yeah. So, so yeah. the way that you you're talking about it, saying that I've removed the emotion from the equation, I've just turned it into a system. Mm. I have to land up at the gym. Yes. Then after that, I can figure out what yeah. I want to do. It's not that yeah. hard, that set pattern that you're going for. Correct. And it's something that I tell my clients as well. You know, even in online training, especially because obviously you're not there. If it's one-on-one, if it's in-person training, you know, you can physically lift somebody off the chair and say, come on, let's train. You know, of course, we don't do that. But, you know, with online training, it's somebody and, and, and the kind of online training, one of the online training methodologies that we do is where we give the workout program to a client and they need to update us 
after they've worked out. So, and of course, they send us some videos for analysis, etc. But we don't really see them. It's not like a Zoom session sometimes. So uh, there's a lot of kind of accountability, self-commitment, you know, where the client needs to do it himself or herself. Because so one of the things that we kind of talk about there is don't think about for some people who find it very overwhelming or like not motivated enough to kind of train is to not think about the workout. Don't even look at okay, these are the reps that I have to do. These are the movements that I have to do. Just go change into your workout clothes first. Then just go put on your shoes step by step. You're literally not even thinking about the next step. Then go walk to the gym, drive to the gym. Once you get there, you'll figure it out. So it's just about showing up sometimes. And that really, really helps most people. The minute that they start to overthink, the minute that they think, oh my God, one hour of exercise in the gym, oh my God, half an hour to drive to the gym itself, then you're finding, your mind is finding multiple reasons not to do it. Uh, and as you said, you know, building that pattern. So, so if I miss one day, you can still treat that as an exception and then show up the next day. But if you make it two days, then the third day you're going to be like, oh, anyway, I didn't work out the last two days. I can push it by another day. Now it doesn't matter. And that another day never ends. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So Tell me if you miss a day, do you beat yourself up about it? No, not at all. Never. So that's, again, a very, very important thing. Uh, you missing a workout and still not letting it affect you mentally is way better than you training every single day and still beating yourself up right so you could miss workouts for whatever reasons let's say even for a week but the idea is let's say you're traveling or you were sick the idea is that you still have to stay positive and you still have to say like okay the, you know the, that was not under my control and maybe sometimes it was and i kind of fell off the bandwagon but it's okay i'm gonna bounce back and the body is 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 an amazing adapt like it adapts like it's a machine that adapts so the minute you kind of put it back into training, you jump back into whatever else you were doing, it's not going to take much, maybe a couple of days, maybe a couple of weeks for some people, but then you're going to bounce back and you're going to be exactly where you are and maybe even better. So it's just about having that kind of maturity to understand it's okay. It was just like a small road bump, but I'm going to get past that. But if you kind of get stuck in that, you know, sometimes you have to take two steps back, right? To take three steps forward. But if you get stuck when you're, Taking those two steps back and if your mind stays there, then that's going to be a problem. So you always have to think ahead. Now, see, like I've, I think I've been following you for probably what, seven years? When did you start your Instagram? Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. yeah. And I think right in the beginning of my fitness journey as well. So about the same time. Oh. When did you start Instagram? About seven years? Easy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so probably Must since then. And yeah. okay. I've seen you. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Old, old handed. Kept okay. liking all your posts, but like nobody noticed, <laughs> nobody noticed. <laughs> anyway, so um, so the, the point was that I've seen you consistently through that, right? And oh. do you ever feel that now, you know, you're a public figure on Instagram, people are looking up to you. Do you feel the pressure of, you know, I have to maintain this? I know lots of people who had become, you know, fitness influencers and then suddenly fizzled off saying, man, there's too much pressure. I don't want to be. A... How do you juggle that in your head? So I've somehow kind of distanced myself from what people are expecting me to post. Mm. So if if you've been following me from the beginning, I was just posting stuff that I was doing in the gym. Correct. So it wasn't like, okay, I'm following this routine. I'm going to put up this thing on Monday, this thing on Wednesday, this thing on Friday. There wasn't really that kind of, it wasn't like a typical fitness influencer kind of a 
a page, right? So it was more about, okay, these are the things that have worked for me. And this is the advice that I feel like I can give you because I've gone through this process. And it's always been, you know, about training, a little bit, little bit about nutrition and, and, and a lot about, you know, habits and, you know, stuff that can help you. A lot of a spiritual angle as well, because that's something that I connect with. And I did go through phases and I, and I think I still go through those phases where I feel like I need a detox or like I don't want to, you know, constantly be on the phone and because that kind of gets to you. And, and I'm more like an outdoors guy. I'm more a nature guy. So for me to right now do what I'm doing is actually a challenge in terms of always being online or like do, running an online training business. Even when it comes to the gym, handling social media, etc., my work requires me to use my phone a lot. Ideally, if I did have the option of running these businesses without being on my phone, I would be the happiest person. I would, you know, just take off somewhere. But since I can't do that, I try to find a balance. And I've gone through those phases. You would have seen where sometimes I would have been super consistent with my posts. Sometimes I would not maybe put up posts, you know, every this many days a week, but maybe I would put it up when I felt like. But I try to kind of be relevant in the sense that I probably still do put up stories you know, more uh, consistently, but with posts, I have phases and I've somehow not kind of put that pressure on myself saying, okay, I have to post now. Otherwise my following is going to reduce. I'm saying that the exercising part, the consistency part, the habit part, like like that hasn't shifted at all because of the pressure that you felt or any of that. Oh, no, 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 no. So training is something that I do for myself. So that hasn't changed at all. Yeah, it would be pretty accurate to say like I've been super consistent from the time that I started. Correct. Because it's something that I do for myself. Mm. So I thought you were asking me earlier about posting. Posting to some extent is, <clears throat> of course, it's me, but it's also about projecting, right? Correct. It's also about, okay, this is what I want the world to see. So with that, I'm not super particular, even though I would love to be a lot more consistent, to be honest, you know, to run a, uh, <laughs> obviously an online business and to have an Instagram, a successful Instagram page, of course, requires you to be a lot more diligent with that. And that's something that I'm working towards. But yeah, so like I mentioned earlier, one thing is the fact that, you know, I love showing up and I kind of love putting in the work. So that automatically becomes an enjoyable process. And it's not something that you have to beat yourself up to do it. Second thing that helps, I would say, is kind of like sticking to a particular time of the day. Like mm. if you want to train, you know, just making it a part of your routine. Let's say if mornings work for you, just whatever happens, don't compromise that time. Like if seven to eight is your time to train, kind of stick to that time. Because then again, that's like, you know, building patterns and your body is craving for that movement every day once you kind of, you know, set that habit up. Have you figured out you your say, favorite okay, time slot? Well, unfortunately, because of my work, sometimes I have clients on some days I have clients in the morning, some days I have Mm. uh, some other meetings in the evening, etc. So I kind of have to juggle between but if I could choose Mm. early mornings are the best early mornings are the best for my body. Yeah, for my body and for how I kind of react to training and how my mind is a lot more focused the rest of the day. If I get my training done in the morning, nothing like it. I feel like a, like I feel like Superman after that. Do you think there's the a time the when day. people should not be training? I think it's very individual. Hmm. For some people, training in the morning, they feel like shit. Like waking up in the morning, for example, is very difficult for some people. Okay. So fair enough. You know, as long as they're getting their hours of sleep and if they feel like they're better suited to, to work out in the evening, great. Maybe like if you have to give like general advice, it's better not to work out very late into the night. Because then, you know, your your hormones are all changing in your body and you know, you're suddenly all awake. And so the time that you eat will get delayed and then the time that you go to bed will get delayed. So 
So to an extent, even if you're not an early riser, you still have to at some level maintain or be in alignment with what the planets are doing, right? So you can't be like, okay, I'm not an early riser, so I'm going to stay up all night and you know wake up a very late in the day. You still would ideally be want to be as close to uh, waking up to as sunrise as close to sunrise as possible, but of course, few hours here and there is okay. Join so a twenty-four say, hour gym, but do not use the twenty-four hour aspect of the gym. <laughs> Correct. Use it as an exception. <laughs> use it as an exception. Use it when you absolutely, yeah. Use it when you absolutely couldn't make time for it during the day, and if you had to put in a workout, yeah, for sure. That's when you use a twenty-four hour gym, not when not like an everyday. Not regular. Yeah. Dave, imagine somebody's coming to you, an absolute beginner, or say, you know, one of your clients has come to you. What are like five habits that you wish all of them had, you know, before you came, before they came to you so that you didn't have to like break your head with that? Hmm. Consistency for sure, hmm. because that's the one thing that we always fight with, right? Consistency so, in showing um, up for, to the gym. In showing up, yeah, because, you know, everybody starts with a lot of enthusiasm. Everybody wants to get fit genuinely, right? It's not like, you know, they're just showing up because they don't want to. Hmm. They are showing up there and the fact that they've actually come there on the first day is because they have an intention to change certain things about their life. Mm -hmm. But somewhere one month, two months, three months later, there are chances that you lose that motivation. And for whatever reason, that consistency kind of drops. Correct. So if somebody was super consistent with their habits, then it's that much more easier to train. And I've seen this, like it really depends on how they structure their life. The people who are very organized and, you know, they know very specifically that this is what they need to do. And they're clear about it. Mm -hmm. And they're very passionate about those goals. They will be consistent. But maybe somebody who's not so sure, maybe is just showing up, maybe is saying, okay, we'll see how it goes and stuff like that. Usually with that kind of a mentality, there is a chance to kind of fall off the bandwagon. So consistency is one. Another thing is Mm open-mindedness. So again, you know, there's so much information out there that a lot of the times people come in with very fixed mindsets. You know, they say, okay, this is the guy that I've been listening to. But he all, for example, if I'm, let's say, giving you some kind of advice, but then you might get a counter question saying, but this trainer said this. And, you know, I really believe what he says, but you're telling me exactly the opposite. So I would say, like, if you are working with somebody, open up to their way of thinking, go into it with an open mind and give them that opportunity to do something different with you. Because the reason that you've come in there is to change certain things, right? In fact, one of my pet peeves is when people say, you know, they say that you should be doing this. And I was like, who's this they that are saying these things? (laughs) Right? You know, like, they is probably that unfit uncle of theirs who's given you this tip about every morning, wake up and have curry patta water. And then you will see your belly <laughs> right. fat melt away. Like, Uncle, why is your belly fat not melted? <laughs> so, matlab, who is this day that is giving your advice? I think I've done an entire podcast full rant. Talking about <laughs> yeah, they don't know who this day are. <laughs> or, or stupid magazines and stuff like that which have no scientific knowledge yeah. that are talking about yeah. these things. Correct. So be open-minded to learning new, new things is habit number yeah, two. Yeah, be open. Yeah. Be open-minded and don't be closed to any idea. It might seem very foreign to you. It might seem very contradictory to what you've believed all your life. Mm -hmm. But that might actually be something that might completely change you for the better. Correct. Try it. I mean, if it doesn't work, don't do it after a while. At least give it a shot. That would be number two. Yeah. Perfect. We're going to take a quick break. See you on the other side.
Welcome back. All right, let's jump into the conversation. What else? Another one would be um, if somebody comes in with no injuries. What? If somebody came in with absolutely no injuries, no medical, you know, conditions, of course, that would be a lot easier to train. But of course, everybody does have something or the other. So it's that much more harder to work with somebody who has injuries. So if if you're somebody who does have injuries or have certain medical conditions, then be patient hmm. because your trainer now has to not only help you achieve your goals, maybe aesthetic goals, but also make sure that nothing triggers in terms of whatever else that you're facing. Correct. So you have to then, that means that maybe some of the fitness goals that you have might take a little longer than what you expected. Because first priority for your trainer is to not injure you again or aggravate something that you already have. Mm. So which means that now that the tools that he has in his toolbox to help you achieve your goals might be limited now because there are there's another factor that is coming. Correct. So, so injuries number three. Correct. Hopefully no injuries. Hopefully no injuries. Hopefully no medical. What about injuries. things like but sleep, that never happens. What about things like nutrition? What are the some of the habits that you would tell people to form on those? So again, I don't subscribe to this kind of blanket description of saying sleep eight hours a day, you need eight hours of sleep. Mm. It's very, very individual. And I think it is pretty misleading to just say that, okay, if you're training hard, you need eight hours of sleep. And this is something that I learned through meditation and yoga practice is that you can learn how to be restful and not completely drain yourself throughout the day while you're still awake, where you might not need that much of sleep Mm -hmm. if you are like that through the day. If you are somebody who is not in control of your emotions, uh, if you are maybe expending too much energy without even realizing it just through the day in those, let's say, 16 hours, for example, that you're awake, then maybe you need to be, you know, your body will need that much more sleep. So what I've realized is if I'm very consistent with my meditation practice, even if I get like sometimes five hours of sleep or sometimes even four hours of sleep, I've noticed that the next day I'm still okay. I'm like wide awake. I have good energy through the day. On some days, let's say where I've not really done my meditation and I'm not in the right frame of mind and you know work is affecting me or stress or whatever, even if I'm sleeping nine hours a day, I will still you know wake up and not feel ready to train. Correct. So in terms of rest, I would say, you know, it's, it's really individual. You have to figure out and you have to help your client figure out, okay, how many hours do, does that person really need? Of course, the easiest way to kind of, you know, make it simple for people is, you know, you say sleep more, but that's not necessarily true for everybody. I think it's sleep, but I would, rest, more restful is more important. More restfulness. Quality yes. of sleep is so much more important than quantity, right? You might be waking up 20 times exactly. in the night because your kid might be kicking yeah. you or or something or the other but that is not good quality sleep even though you're getting eight hours of it yeah yeah and you know a lot of people will say no i'm I'm absolutely okay with drinking coffee and i still pass out after that it doesn't keep me up it doesn't work that way but but if you actually yeah do a little bit of research you'll see that your quality of sleep might not be as good as when you did not have coffee Mm -hmm. you might think that you have slept but why are you still waking up feeling you know not not the greatest correct like you said you know quality of sleep is is affected so and then then recovery of course is another aspect for some people recovery could be you know spending a little bit more time stretching for some people it could be making sure that they are foam rolling hmm. uh, for some people it could just be okay i'm not going to do anything today you know on a sunday i'm going to z- do zero activity because i've really pushed my body for six days of the week so again finding that kind of finding your recovery spot. balance is important hmm. lovely yes 
Yes. Last question. What are three of your favorite habits that you're most proud of about your life? Like what are the things that you're like, yes, I managed to do this and I'm so happy about it. Yeah. So one of the main things is the fact that I can consistently show up in the gym. And as I mentioned earlier, be happy to show up. So not show up because I need to show up, but actually show up and, you know, be happy. Like if I miss a couple of days of training, I'm not happy. Mm -hmm. So it's like a clear indication and my body is telling me, okay, you know, let's get moving. So that's one thing that I would never you know, give up for, for anything. Mm-hmm. Another thing is, I would say, my ability to kind of control my emotions. Like you could call me as, as a relatively calm person. And this has not always been like that. Like back in school, I was a very short-tempered guy. Like I, w- I was always the guy who would not throw the first punch, but if somebody took a swipe at me, I would always be the one who would give it back and think that that was right to do because I was only responding or reacting rather. Uh, But now it's, you know, I think a lot of things, you know, led to that change. One is martial arts practice. I did a lot of martial arts. So that kind of calms you down because you also understand. So started as with karate as a kid, Mm -hmm. Uh, did that for a bit. But um, then I explored kickboxing, which I did for a couple of years. And I also became a kickboxing instructor. Uh, This was during college. And I think that was when a big change happened where, um, and also the kind of uh, kickboxing I was doing was more self-defense, not competitive, not like ring, what you do in a ring with rules. This was like no rules, right? Mm -hmm. So it was self-defense. So that kind of taught me a lot in terms of the kind of damage that you can actually do to somebody if, you know, especially when you've learned these skills. So that actually calms you down and kind of, you don't get into these unnecessary altercations. And and the first rule is to always de-escalate. Correct. And and that somehow kind of seeps into your life and your and the way of the way that you respond to things and you know it's not just with altercations which lead to fights but also general stuff in life and how you handle stress and how you let it affect you and how you react to certain things and you you learn to respond rather than react and stuff like that. So I think that has been a. It's like Bruce Lee said, right? Uh, the number one defense self defense tactic is running away. So like the faster you run, the better it is for self-defense. Yeah, get out of the situation. Yeah, it's just not worth it. Fantastic. So Um, the calm mind is the second habit that you're most proud of. Probably the first one, actually, now that I think about it. Acha, now we're ranking it. Okay, fine. So we got (laughs) got the calmest mind, number one. Yeah. And uh, the third one would be, I think I'm relatively good at reading people's energy. Not, I don't mean it, in a like I could be a healer or like I can read your energy and I can tell you things about you know but just like maybe it's just I don't know subconsciously happened like I would hang out more with people who I really vibe with and there's an instant disconnect with people who I don't you know feed off that energy uh it could be for different reasons of course yeah but but you know uh, maybe it's also the stage of life that I'm in uh you know you remember how, like when we met in Goa, we immediately hit it off. Correct. You know, it was like the first time that I was meeting you, but already there was that connection that was established. So that happens like easily. It happens with people who are the same kind of energy as me. And at the same time, if I feel like, okay, if there is not something to either get or give in that uh, interaction, then I don't feel the need to carry on with that mm. interaction as harsh as it may sound. No type of frivolousness. Yeah. Yeah. So what that does is, you know, over the years, that really helps you because over the years, you've already, you've built certain connections, which are, you know, 
really helping you or helping somebody else. And you have not wasted your time on all of these, as you said, frivolous kind of interactions with people, which anyway was not going to go anywhere. Correct. So, yeah. Fantastic. I love these three. Completely different from, you know, just fitness. It is actually about life that we're talking about and the way that you're managing energies. And ultimately, that's what it's about, right? Like, how can you show up in this world? That's what your fitness is for overall. Yes. Dave, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I absolutely loved it. How can people continue this conversation with you? Where can they connect with you? One would be Instagram. So um, I go by ninja.dave on Instagram. Uh, my gym's handle is Academy of Strength. That is academy.off.strength. And in case if anyone's in Bangalore, if they want to train, if they want to reach out to me for online training, that would be Sweaty Ninjas. Sweaty Ninjas. That's on Instagram as well. Fantastic. And you didn't yes. study ninjutsu after all of that. I what? did. I tried it. I tried it. Oh, you did? I did. I did. And I absolutely loved it, by the way. But um, so... So what happened? Was, assassination like I, wasn't part like a couple of <laughs> So, like I told you, right, I was doing kickboxing earlier. Hmm. And that was very, obviously, it's very hard style, right? It's striking. And I, I saw myself slowly graduating towards more subtler forms of martial arts. So, I did like a little bit of uh, BJJ and, as I said, like I explored ninjutsu. But that was just for like a couple of months, to be honest. Like, you know, it's not like I dove type into it dived deep into it but ninjutsu the what i liked about it is the concept was it's it's a it's an art of war Mm. okay so it's not what the american movies have always told you like these guys in black and just like you know jumping over roofs yeah most of the ninjas actually were plain clothesmen yeah Mm. and then there were the warrior kind as well Mm. which is like if they were going to war these guys were fighting let's say 14 15 hours a day without a break Mm. if you're going to be fighting like that then every single move of yours has to be calculated because you can't waste energy right Mm. and firstly some of these guys are wearing like super heavy armor and their weapons are very heavy etc so the whole concept was that you move only as much as required and you move in the most efficient way and that really struck a chord with me because i mean of course ninjutsu is a lot more than just that but this is one of the aspects and uh and i realized that's the way that i want to move that's the way that i want to train uh, that's why, you know, even on my bio and my says about efficient movement. So somewhere that's the connection that I kind of, or that's what I took the most out of those two months of training ninjutsu is just trying to make my movement as efficient as possible, as f- less friction as possible. Yeah. Did you ever practice the mantis walk? <laughs> so this is... We did a bunch of stuff, but the mantis, I did it when I did Kung Fu. No, no, so this is, the mantis, this is the Mantis walk. Huh? We'll talk offline without, not on the podcast, but like this is yeah. when, how do you walk in a pitch black room so that you don't huh. bump into things? So the idea was oh, that you okay. have your hands on that. top of huh. your head and then you have the right. sliding motion with your feet so you don't bump into something and you don't, ah. you know, trigger off any right. of those pressure sensors. It's quite interesting. I used to love reading up about uh, nice. the old ninjutsu text. All right, ninjutsu. anyway, ninjutsu for another podcast. Dave, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much, Ash. Now, if you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM network. You can listen to us on the IBM podcast app or ibmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media. We are at IBM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am at Ashton Doc on Twitter and Instagram. We have a brand new habit coaching online course 
quizzes, videos and a lot more on the website awesome180.com. So check it out now.